Welcome to the 6AM Run Podcast. My name is Mark Paisant. I'm an avid runner, a certified personal trainer, a 6AM Run ambassador, and host of the show. Be sure to head over to the website, 6AMRun.com, to sign up today to get 20% off of your first order. Now, let's start the show. Hello, welcome back to another episode of the 6am Run Podcast. I am your host, Mark Paisant. Always a pleasure to have you a part of the show. As always, the show is brought to you by 6am Run and 6amrun.com. Head over to that website to find out how to get 20% off of your first order. And as you guys know, summer is fading down. We're getting to fall and autumn and winter and everybody needs their their cool running gear their cold running gear all that good stuff and of course you need the 6 a.m run products but i digress we have a great show for you today we have jesrina arshad that is j-e-s-r-i-n-a-a-r-s-h-a-d if you're looking her up online we have a really unique show today. She's going to go over her background story and it might include royalty. And we have a first because I have never had a guest on this show from an Asian country. She is in Malaysia right now. So Jessarina, thank you so much for being a part of the show. Why don't you go and introduce yourself for our audience? Sure. Thank you so much, Mark. I'm really happy you to be here. Um, so I am the, I'm the founder of Purely B. I come from Malaysia, uh, lived there most, most of my life and uh, studied in the UK. And I started Purely B because of my own personal health issues. I had long-term health issues and struggles that I was able to overcome, including gut health eczema and things like that. And a very big part of it as to what led to creating Purely B was going towards a natural healthy organic lifestyle, but going back to my Malaysian roots and heritage the ancestral health and wellness traditions and beauty traditions of my ancestors, what they took as their natural medicine, those herbal remedies, incorporating that completely changed my life. And that's what led to the creation of Purely Bee, where we revive these ancestral health and wellness traditions in the form of instant superfood blends so that today's modern consumer can benefit the way our ancestors did for gut, brain, skin, all of it. And I love that. And if anybody's listened to the show before, you know, I always love the uh, the person who learns something on their own and, and maybe takes something from it, but also wants to give back and show others the way. Uh, if you wouldn't mind, kind of tell us about you mentioned the the gut issues, the eczema, like yes. where did this all start? Was it something that was, you know, as a young age is something that happened teenage years? When did all of this start? So it's interesting because it's hard to pinpoint exactly when, right? Because I didn't even realize it was an issue until I started doing um, what I would call, uh, what they call NAETS. It's called NATES. It's a form of natural, uh, well, natural 
doctors, natural practitioners, they use it as a form of allergy testing that's non-invasive. And through that, I was able to find out that I had developed intolerances to gluten, dairy, egg, wheat, and shellfish. I was not born with these allergies and intolerances. I developed it over time because of poor gut and internal health that was a result of a very toxic diet and lifestyle. But interestingly, I wasn't eating junk food every day. I wasn't like having McDonald's all the time and whatnot. So in my mind, I thought I was being pretty healthy, but it was actually lack of education of what is processed foods and a lot of the foods that we're consuming. It's not natural whole foods. Um, and that took a lot of education and what going plant-based meant, going more natural. So I would say understanding that the symptoms I was getting, these intolerances led me to having like rashes, breakouts. I would have eczema on my face particularly and sometimes on the body. So all these red bumps on a weekly basis because obviously I was consuming these foods every week. And I was very bad in terms of my my digestion in terms of how regular i was it was it was actually shocking how bad it was and people like how do you survive that way um and as a result i would get migraines and i would feel nauseous as a result of very poor digestive health and the migraines would come every two days so to me that was normal so this if you try and ask me if i try and recall when did i remember feeling that way like what was the earliest earliest point maybe at university, like early 20s. Yeah, definitely it was quite prominent during my mid-20s. I think it's, I recognized it in my early 20s. Mm-hmm. And of course, there's never like a, a good time in one's life to discover these things. But that, of course, that time <laughs> where you're like in your late teens, early 20s, where you're starting to learn more about yourself and you're becoming more socially aware and you're wanting to like socialize with people and start relationships and things like that. That that had to be maybe a little bit awkward for you at that time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but the thing is, I didn't know any different because I had started developing and I didn't think I was unhealthy or I had any health issues. I just thought it was a result of just working so hard because I was always like work-life balance yes but you know you want to you want to go have a good social life at the same time you want to study hard and so it's just like lack of sleep and all that stress I just thought that's what it was so in a way it was it was pretty bad because I got immune to it thinking that this is normal and it was only later on where it was quite shocking to me when I felt what it was not to feel that way to overcome those things. And I was like, this is crazy. I never want to go back to how I used to feel. And so that was really eye-opening. Well, now I can say, I, I know a lot of people are listening to this, but if you if you get to, to see her, Jess, online, skin is looking great. Like it looks really <laughs> wonderful. So, so good for you. I, I know you've you. kind of talked about the food and the stuff that you were eating at the time. Were you an active individual? Like, did you play any sports or did you at least stay active and stay fit during that time? Um, honestly, that was always the part where I was lacking. And since in school days, of course, I was. I was on the athletics team internationally. I represented the school and things like that. But once you start going to university, things change. Um, and you prioritize other things. But I was still active in the sense whereby, yes, every now and then I'd go for a run, go for a jog, maybe do a bit of yoga later on and whatnot, but not as active as I should have been. Like it wasn't regular enough considering my body needed a lot of help. 
What's your, by the way, what's your favorite sport that you've participated in or you like to watch, I should ask? Um, participated in, I would say badminton. Okay. That's not yeah. something that a lot of Americans know about. No, North they Americans don't. Know about. <laughs> I mean, I used, I mean, cause I, I used to play tennis and then when I learned badminton, I started feeling more into that, the way you could smash and whatnot. And you can't play the two, you can, but it's the techniques are so different. So I ended up swaying more towards um, badminton in terms of like a, a sport that I used to love playing. Yeah. I, I'll be honest with you. I love watch Olympic badminton. I love watching it. I have yeah. no, I have no idea <laughs> how they're able. The hand-eye coordination is just ridiculous in that sport. I know. <laughs> it's, I know. it's just crazy. Um, all right. I, I just went off on a different subject. I apologize, but let's get back to it. So now you're at a point in your life where, um, you're, you're attempting to stay fit. You're, you're seeing these changes go on in your body and you start noticing that these things are happening and you decide to make a change. Kind of talk about that transition into the second part of this new part where you are starting to focus mm. on what you put in your body, um, yeah. starting to focus on, uh, you know, eliminating processed foods. Just start yeah. to talk about yeah. that part of your life. Sure. So the test was really the turning point. That was the discovery of wow, I'm allergic to all these things and I have to eliminate them as part of the healing process. And what that, the, the doctor is a natural health practitioner who is also an osteopath. So they use um, the method of osteopathy and pressure points as part of the healing process, but you need to eliminate the foods for it to properly work. And then slowly you can reintroduce all these foods back into your system. So when I started researching, because Honestly, this is eight years ago in 2015. I didn't even know what gluten was at the time. And and can't imagine in Asia, like that wasn't a thing. <laughs> so, And this is eight years ago. So I had to research, so what is gluten? How do I cut out gluten? How do I avoid it? And there was, of course, dairy and so on. And I got to understand that gluten and dairy was highly processed. And so naturally, all the processed foods would have a lot of these um, allergens. And so I had to research, first of all, where they would be. So I knew what to eliminate. But then the part that was most difficult for me was, what can I eat? And how can I enjoy the foods that I like? I'm not just going to have salads every day. I can't survive that way. I'm Malaysian. Not sure if you're familiar with Malaysian cuisine, but it's like chicken rice, nasi lemak. Like, it's crazy, like the way we eat. And it would have been impossible. And so I started doing a lot of research into people who had done it before. And there was nobody in Asia, nobody I could find in Asia. People that I found were like health icons in the UK, in the West, in the US. And I remember one particular health icon that I looked up to at the time. Her name was Ella Woodard from the UK, Deliciously Ella. She was able to overcome chronic diseases that doctors had no cure to by going completely natural, plant-based, eliminating gluten, dairy, egg, and things like that. And she was eating the most delicious foods, burgers, pastas, cakes. And it blew my mind because I had no idea how can you do that without eating all of these ingredients. And so learning from her and some others, I read also some cancer survivors who went through that diet change, how they overcame cancer. If they can overcome cancer, I can, I can overcome something a lot more minor. 
And so I followed suit a lot of what they were doing. But what was quite difficult was a lot of the ingredients, for example, they were using was not available in Asia. And so I had to research what were substitutes. So it was quite a long process. It was at least a month of heavy research and planning um, for me to be able to adapt what I learned into my culture and my lifestyle in Malaysia and Southeast Asia into the foods that I like. And once I had all of that ready and I was and I was prepared, in one week, I decided I'm going to make a change. I'm going to prepare the foods myself. I'm going to cook myself. So in Malaysia, what we have, what is normal here is we have maids and we have servants and we have cooks. So they cook for us. You don't normally cook for yourself. But I decided to make a change and I was going to do it myself. I wanted to understand every single process, every single ingredient. And I did that. And I remember that first week, all of my symptoms cleared up. So in that first week, I went plant-based. Everything was natural. I knew every single ingredient I was putting to my body, even the sauces or mixes that I was using. It was as natural as possible, as minimal ingredients and preservatives as possible. And then in that one week, no migraines. My migraines cleared up. I used to get it every two days. My rashes cleared up. I didn't get any rash breakouts, and they minimized a lot from the previous week. And my energy was at an all-time high. Normally, I feel like quite lethargic. And my digestion was regular. So that, to me, it was crazy. Long digestion was like on a once a month type of thing. And it was regular. So it was crazy, crazy epiphany change moment for me in just one week. I was not expecting that. And that was the turning point where I knew I needed to keep up this lifestyle So I started seeing how we could incorporate it in a sustainable way. But at the same time, how I I need to spread education. Because I had gone for colonscopy and things like that. I went to see medical doctors and nothing worked. But this is what worked. So, yeah. So, and and first of all, that's great to hear. And I think um, some people don't really understand how quickly nutrition can or a change in nutrition can change our bodies. But the, the thing I like about your story and reading more about you is that you may have sought these other things or, or seen these things in, in different countries, but you put your own, or at least made sure you had your culture involved in this and you made sure you brought it back and found things from your culture that you could use. So kind of talk about, I mean, you mentioned it before, like you didn't have a lot of this at home. You were going searching for it, but then when you found it, you made sure you put your own cultural twist on it. Kind of talk about what you pulled from your own culture. Yeah, sure. So there were two parts to it. Uh, So one part of it was definitely the herbs and the plants that we use more here. And actually, a lot of those herbs and plants are like centuries old, like 2,000 year olds. And it is what my grandmother, my great grandmother used to swear by. It was such an integral part of their diet growing up that if I even mentioned the herb to them, they get so excited like their eyes lit up and they're like, oh, I grew up with this. This was really good for me. This helped me with this, this, this. And it's funny because me and my cousins and my peers and my friends, we don't know it at all. Like we don't even know the term of these herbs. We don't even know what it is. So there's such a huge generation gap. So that discovery process of learning, and this was not just through my grandma and through ancestors. I spoke to them after 
I actually had first spoken to medical scientists who wrote the books on these tropical, these are herbs from Malaysian, the Malaysian rainforest. Some of them are only native to Malaysia. You can only find it here. Others are native to the tropics. And being able to discover what these herbs were, what they're scientifically proven to be able to help with, like for reducing anxiety, for reducing inflammation in the body. And from there, then talking to the traditional healers and herbalists who had the knowledge from a sacred lineage of healers sort of standpoint, not from a science standpoint, and understanding the stories behind that. And then talking to my family, like my grandma, my aunties in their 70s, and so on, who have stories of themselves of how they consume this. I was able to really understand so much about these herbs and how I wanted and needed to consume them. Some of those herbs, for example, is pagaga, which is called gotu cola. And um, another is called tiger milk mushroom, which you can only find in Malaysia. is one of the most rare mushrooms in the world. So it, actually in the US, it'll be very hard to find products with tiger milk mushroom. But it's a 400-year-old mushroom, really good for anti-inflammation for the lung health. And so I started learning and then incorporating these herbs and remedies into my daily diet um, through remedies that were already proven. I wasn't just take, finding the ingredients and the herbs and just like making my own drink or anything like that. There's actually a very specific way you should consume it to get the optimal health benefits. Otherwise, it may actually be more harmful if you don't consume it the right way, as you know, with a lot of these herbs. So that was one thing. The other thing was um, for example, if I wanted to make a plant-based, um, or not just a plant-based meal, but if I wanted to make just a healthy, natural meal, one of the delicacies of Malaysia is fried rice. And it's like Malaysian fried rice. And there's a special way with it, with the garlic, the chili, and the okra, and things like that. But they have a lot of other ingredients, too, that are not necessarily good for you. So I looked at how substituting that with what I had learned. And even rice, I didn't use brown rice, even though, yes, I can do that. I made cauliflower rice, which I learned on how to make it in a way that you get the, the good carbs in your body and whatnot. So, yeah, that's just some examples. Well, once once you started talking about fried rice, like my ears perked up because I, <laughs> I absolutely love, I cannot live without rice and fried rice. Right. I, I lo yeah, I love exactly. those things. Um, and I do love cauliflower rice. I could do, I do love it. Um, it is, yes. it is very good. I'm telling you right now, people, if, if you're looking to substitute one thing in, in your life that maybe give you a more healthy kick, like try cauliflower rice. It is so good. Yes. It is so I good. I agree. Um, and if you cook it the right way, it's so yummy. Like yes. you can't really talk different. Yes. A lot of people are turned off by they think it's gonna be like mushy. I mean you can it can you can do that to it. Like don't get me it's wrong. You can yeah. <laughs> you can do that. <laughs> but there is a way to make it where it's like like rice. Again, I, I you said fried rice and I was like, oh, Yeah, God, no. This. That's, that's one of my favorites. And I was like, Wow, I can make a, a delicious, healthy fried <laughs> rice. And this is good. I can see this. <laughs> I'll be honest. I had, I had never heard of is tiger milk mushroom. Is that what yes. it is? I have. Ne <laughs> yes. Can you kind of explain what is? I mean, how sure. is it different from other mushrooms? Because I mean, we're we're okay. so used to, like the only mushroom other than the button is like shiitake. That's the only ones we know yeah. around here. <laughs> and so I apologize for being the ignorant North no, American, but I no, just no. Please, please talk about that mushroom. 
Mark, even I didn't know what tiger milk mushroom was until I went through the discovery process. So, okay, so tiger milk mushroom, how it's different. So one thing already is how it's grown in the forest. One is that it's only found in the Malaysian rainforest, which is extremely rare. But two is normally mushrooms, as you would see everywhere, they would grow in a school, like in a cluster. You'll see them growing together. Not tiger milk mushroom. You'll find one one mushroom every 10 kilometers, if you're lucky. That's how rare it is and how it grows. And the folklore behind the name was that 400 years ago, they would find this mushroom sprouting and growing where the tigress, the female tiger's milk, would drop onto the soil. And that's how it, it got the name. And so with tiger milk mushroom, it is specifically really well known for anti-inflammation and for respiratory wellness, for the lung health. So people who had bronchitis, sinus, asthma, cough, cold, flu, and things like that, this would become like the natural medicine for them. It would open up the lung passage airways. It would help them breathe and let help them heal. So that is very different from a lot of other mushrooms that, for example, ashwagandha is for like calming effects and things like that. You know, they're, they're all for different purposes. Tiger milk mushroom, yes, it can have immunity, energy, energy production in the body and things like that. But what makes it particularly unique is the lung health benefits and anti-inflammation. So there were even scientific studies done on cancer patients. So when they were healing, um, breast cancer patients specifically, after chemo, during chemo, because of course their body is very inflamed, it helped them a lot in their recovery process. So it's very interesting when I was able to see the actual scientific research done on this 15 to 20 years of research done on this mushroom because it's so rare, people needed to know more and how it can be consumed safely. And then like a last thing that's very important, mushrooms normally, if you're familiar with mushrooms, the fruiting body is where they get the health benefits and they focus on that. Whereas with tiger milk mushroom, it's not the fruiting body, it's the scrolotium with like that root, that rock-like root. That's where the medicinal properties are. So people need to know if you're going to consume it, make sure wherever source you're getting it from is getting it from there and not the rest of the mushroom. Otherwise, you're just not getting the medicinal properties of what this mushroom can really do. So you're saying so and, and thank you for explaining that. So you're saying there's actually are, are there people give, you know, uh, selling or, or giving, you know, forms yes. of this this mushroom that isn't beneficial or isn't the same people have to be very careful yes. when they when they you when have they look to be for this. careful okay. there are so i wouldn't say there's a lot because it's not mm -hmm. mainstream um because it's it's pretty rare so the way that you need to source it is quite difficult but there are brands out there who are saying it's tiger mushroom and it's the raw tiger mushroom but they're getting it from different parts of the mushroom where you're just not getting the the claims because they would refer to the research done the 15, 20 years of research, but that's based on the scrolotium. So it is an unfair claim in that sense. So you do have to be careful, but I, I do believe that if you were to ask these brands, they won't lie about where they're getting it from. You just need to know you need to ask. I think people just don't know to ask. They'll just say tiger milk mushroom powder. So yeah, I think just research and, and know your source with everything you consume is important. No, I, I definitely appreciate that. And, and the other thing you mentioned, and I'm so going to say this incorrectly, Pagaga, is that, is that, did I say that right? Did I? Did yes, you can, Pagaga. Okay. 
Pagaga. Okay. All right. Yeah. I, I was close. I was close. Listen, I, was close. <laughs> I put North, North American spin on it, but kind of explain of that like to it. people who in, in layman's terms, like this is of course something that people can find on your website over at purely B that is just a B dash us.com, but kind of talk about that product and, and what that helps with. Sure. So um, another term for pagaga, in case some people uh, know the other terms, go to cola, and the other term is centella asiatica. So pagaga specifically is one of the most, um, I guess, all-in-one herbs. It's quite rare to find something like that. It's for the brain. It's known as a brain tonic. It's known to slow down Alzheimer's, um, to increase focus concentration, increase memory, reduce depression, anxiety. And this is all scientifically proven, um, as well as uh, improve gut health and digestion and detoxify the body. And at the same time, it is really well known as a skin tonic to uh, for anti-aging, increasing collagen production, skin repair, wound healing. Um, and that's why it's actually in a lot of Korean and Japanese beauty products. So if you watch, uh, if, sorry, if you read the labels um, of these beauty products, you will see Sika or Centella Asiatica. That's Pagaga. But that's applying it topically, which can be beneficial. But what the science has proven, the best way to get the skin effects and benefits is to consume it orally. But not many products out there are doing that. But when you do consume pagaga, um, what our recipe, uh, it's not just pagaga on its own, because as I mentioned, we work with traditional healers, herbalists, and this is ancestral knowledge and wisdom. So we're not just taking a herb based on the research and, and the wisdom and just putting it into a drink. It's actually an ancient recipe. So the blend that we take is actually something that's been passed down through generations that has pagaga as the core ingredient, but it's combined with papaya leaf, turmeric leaf, black cumin seed, green apples, and dates, because that was the remedy consumed by our ancestors that brings out the effectiveness of pagaga in an even stronger way than if it was consumed individually. So this is what's consumed for like brain health, skin health, gut health, and overall well-being. So this is definitely for us, it's like the all-in-one. If you were to consume anything, this would be it. Um, and this was what in China they called fountain of youth and the miracle elixir of life um, in India. So it's quite, it's quite fascinating when I discovered this herb to see this, how crazy it is in terms of how it can help the health. Yeah. So if you're keeping score at home, we have the, the milk from a tiger that is dropping <laughs> on the ground for the, for the mushroom. And then the fountain of youth, I think, is what we said. So I, and I love when the these fo- it's a yeah. 2000 year old. Herb, yeah. yeah. And I love when these the, the folklore, you know, you're able to bring it yeah. into modern modern medicinal needs and in, in modern supplements. So for the Pagaga, is that something that you would take daily? Is that you say orally? Yeah. Is that something you would just take every morning? We drink. Yes, okay. every morning. So both of them are. Um, what we what we we focus on products that are for prevention rather than cure, even though they can help also with the recovery and the curing element. So it's something that you would take daily. It's part of your daily routine, your daily supplement. So you just they come in powder form, so you just mix it in water. And it tastes good on its own, so you don't even need to put it just in a smoothie to be able to, to enjoy it. You can just mix it in water and go in the morning. Tiger milk mushroom, we've made it in a form because it's also mixed with elderberry and red grapes, where you can just take it direct in a sachet and it'll kind of melt in your mouth like sour candy. So kids love it. 
Um, so it's up to you. You can mix it in water or you can take it directly in, as sour candy. Yeah. And I always love those those uh, items that you're able to just mix with water because so many times we have these supplements that we put in these these high sugar smoothies and oh, stuff like yeah. that. We're, that, that we're, just, we're not doing ourselves any favor. Exactly. <laughs> when it we do that. Purpose. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, but you know, something we haven't we haven't touched on yet, and I know you you you've thought about this a lot is is our sleep patterns, and and you've talked about you know when you're getting in your early twenties, and and you have of course the the health issues that you've talked about, you the high stress, and your sleep was affected. Once you got into this area once you got into using the bagaga and the tiger milk mushroom all that good stuff how did it affect your sleep so before this um definitely my sleeping patterns were completely off um also i wasn't leading the best lifestyle uh so i wasn't very conscious about good sleep and whatnot it was all the research that made me want to just completely reset the way I was living my life from the foods I was consuming to my mental health to the sleep patterns and everything. Um, but interestingly, what I found with, you know, consuming like pagaga and tiger milk mushroom was, uh, so it's two things. One is I was able to sleep more peacefully and have like very deep sleep, um, which I used to struggle with prior to that. But also on the flip side, I found that when I didn't get enough sleep, back in the day, if I didn't get enough sleep, when I wake up, I'd be you know, lethargic, tired, and brain is like not sharp. Um, but once I started changing my diet, my lifestyle, and also consuming pagaga and tagamilk mushroom, I could be on top of my game, brain completely sharp, energy, laser focus, all that with like three hours of sleep. If I if I had a day where I just had no choice and I, and I had a deadline and all that, and I'd wake up and I'd be on point. Whereas prior to that, I could get eight hours, 10 hours of sleep and I'd wake up tired and just still, you know, that groggy kind of feeling. So that was definitely something that changed as well. Even when I didn't have enough sleep, I was still able to be at my best. However, it was something that I was conscious not to do, not to work, not to work on three hours sleep, but I had just launched my business. So it was very difficult not to at the time, like a first time entrepreneur launching your business is like, you're not sleeping really. But then I had to make a change on that and having deep sleep when I could get good sleep made a big difference in terms of reset and recovery. And I'm 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 glad that you went into that direction because I I know that so many times we get these these unrealistic expectations of people who are just out there CEOs and starting businesses and like how can you get twelve hours of sleep every night? It's like yeah. no, I'm not I'm not doing that. That's not I'm not <laughs> saying that. What I'm saying is that the times that I I'm able to sleep, it's more restful, it's more impactful. Yes. That that's what exactly. we're trying to say. So getting into that. CEO portion, you decide you, you've yeah. made this, I'm not going to say discovery in the general sense, you made this discovery for yourself, where you yes. started to lead this uh, more uh, regimented and disciplined lifestyle with the stuff that you're putting in your body, how you're looking at how foods affect you, because that's, that's one of the bigger things, biggest things that people have to understand is that not only 
understanding what we put in our bodies, but how it affects our mood, how it affects our day, things like yes. that. So yes. you decide at that time that I'm going to just take over the world and I'm going to make, <laughs> create my own company and I'm going to be CEO. Like what one that that's awesome. And, and two <laughs> kind of talk about what made you decide to go into that space yeah. because you could have honestly, you could have gotten healthier, gotten fit, done all this stuff and done a thousand other things in an, another career. Yeah. But you said, yes. I want to start this company. Why did you yeah. do that? Okay. So while I was in this discovery mode, what my career was at the time, I was head of digital marketing of this company called Astro, which is uh, the leading consumer media entertainment group in Southeast Asia. So they were huge, this broadcasting network. I loved my job because I was spearheading digital strategy and all that. And I was very passionate about digital. But when I went through the change, and especially that one week where I experienced like that crazy epiphany moment where all of my symptoms cleared up within just that one week of making those dietary changes, it was almost like a shock to, to my brain, my body, my mind in a sense where how did it take so much effort on my own, my end, like a month of research and planning to even get to this discovery point that was life-changing for me, but a lot of people are not going to take the efforts that I did. It was a lot, right? But this knowledge and the experience I went through can help a lot of other people. And I was shocked to how in Asia, not a single brand or platform was advocating like sustainable, healthy living and guiding people in this way. There were like websites that were more like medical journals or there were sites selling supplements but you didn't have anything more to do with like lifestyle change and and in in the way to do with like natural health and because i saw such a huge gap in the market and because it impacted my life so much it was almost like i could not do it <laughs> i could not not do it you know what i mean like it, it was like a fire sort of like it, it was your calling this is your calling to do it that that's like what you're saying calling. yes and it wasn't something that I saw as a big business, honestly. When I first wanted to do it, it, it was more like a passion project. I saw it as I need to create this. It's like an educational platform, spread the knowledge, empower people to, to lead sustainable, healthy lifestyles based on Asian cultures and lifestyles because I feel that's where the gap is. A lot of the knowledge out there is from the West and for people living in the West, not really for Asia. That's where the gap is. I need to hone in on that. And so then I managed to find, luckily, you know, some who are now my dear friends as well. These are like leading natural health doctors, medical scientists, nutritionists, who we were not friends, but through connections and shared passion and vision came together. And eight years later, we're still together and still good friends and whatnot. Um, and they're the health experts. I knew I'm not a health expert. I'm the target audience, but I know digital. I know how to build a digital, um, in terms of doing digital marketing, digital content. I can lead the digital part, but I need to team the best of the best health experts so they can fulfill that part, and we come together and build Purely B. So that's really why I decided to do it, but because it took off a lot faster and bigger than I had imagined, in the first three weeks, we had 10,000 users through word of mouth. We didn't have any money for marketing. And people from all around the world were writing into us saying, we love what you're doing. How can we contribute? Or thank you for doing what you're doing. It was, I, my heart was just not in my corporate 
life anymore. And I just had to quit my job and do this full time. Like the, the traction was there, the, risk, the, the kind of feedback we were getting. So it was enough for me to know I have to build my business around this. But at the same time, even though it was a passion project, I did have a five-year business plan in case it did pan out and it was successful. I knew what I need to do next. So it kind of all just naturally came together. And I love that. And anybody listening, if you've, you know, the the co-founder and creator of 6AM Run, if you know his story, Hami, it's it's almost the same thing where it's like there wasn't the market for runners and runner right. nutrition. And it's like, and he found a, a natural alternative to pe- for people for their nutrition yeah. and for their run. I mean, it's almost the same thing. It's almost like once you're in it, you're like, this is what I need to yeah. be doing. This is, there's exactly. nothing else I want to do. Um, <laughs> and that, yeah. that's, and that's, that's amazing. That's, that's really awesome. And uh, of course yeah. you, this, this, you decide that Asia is too small for you and you're saying, <laughs> you know what? I want to take over the American market too. So how was that? What was that? Cause I've always wanted to ask that question. That's like it's, it's, yeah. you know, as, and I'll, I'll be honest with everyone listening, and we understand this, like people in the United States think the United States is the world. Like we forget, to, <laughs> we forget that there's like, there's yes. England and there's Japan and there's Spain and, and South Africa. Oh God, and there's right. so much more of the world. We're like, no, I thought we were the world. <laughs> but, uh, but how do you decide to make that jump into the United States market? Yes. So obviously, I mean, it's true. A lot of people see U.S. as the ultimate goal, right? From all around the world, you're like, well, if I can make it in the U.S., then that would be the number one sort of milestone anybody wants to achieve. But whilst it was something that I knew is an important market, I mean, U.S. is the biggest superfoods market in the world, like $50 billion annually. So that's crazy. If you think about numbers, if that's any market you should focus on is the U.S., but having said that, it's also the most saturated and the most competitive market and most expensive. So I wasn't jumping thinking, yes, I want to target the U.S. I want to go there. I think it would have been crazy for me to even consider it because um, we're a small company. We're still a small startup. It's not that we have unlimited funds and resources and all of that. But why we decided to actually launch in the U.S. this year. Um, so we did products in 2019 because uh, we started as educational platforms. We launched Pagaga and Tagant Mushroom products in 2019 because for us, building the trust and community was most important first. Don't just start selling products. Um, and then launch in the U.S. like four years later. Um, and that actually came as a very organic and natural progression. So over the years, we actually built a community that was international because there were people, health experts who were from the US, from Australia, from the UK, who would write on our platform. And when they write and contribute their health knowledge on our platform, they share their community. So naturally, we started getting an international database. So when we started doing products, we started getting international customers as well, but a very, very tiny, tiny percentage, but they were there. And they would pay you know, double the price because to ship it all the way from Malaysia plus tax customs is it's pretty crazy. Um, and we saw that number grow over the years. So as of up to like last year, with zero marketing to anywhere outside of Malaysia, we were getting at least 2% of sales coming from the US. And they were spending like, some of them were spending like $500 
um, for shipping and the product to get it there. And they're doing it on a regular basis. And so looking at this kind of trend was first important, like, okay, we're already getting a steady group of regular customers from the U.S. market. We need to look into this a bit more. But that wouldn't have been enough for me to then say, okay, I want to go to the U.S. It still wouldn't have been enough unless I got like 50% of my customers are coming from there. But what changed that was I got into a um, accelerator program with a U.S. Silicon Valley company called U.S. Mac, where they um, were 10 companies in the the Malaysian government selected 10 companies here to then be part of the accelerator program where they help you expand to the U.S. or they help you understand the market better and put you in touch with the right mentors. And so being one of the 10 startups, that opened the doors for me to connect with some of the best partners who I'm working with today. So those mentors I was assigned to, they then connected me with their network. And that opened the door to two or three U.S. partners who went from being my mentors in a two-month program, who then said, I truly believe in your company. There's huge potential in the U.S. You have something unique. You have something that can really be a winner, and we want to help you expand here. And that's sort of you know, what opened the doors for us. And from there, it was a gradual progression. It was a year and a half later after making those connections and those partnerships where we then prepared for launching in the U.S. And so far, the posit- really, really positive um, outcome and response i'm really glad we did it and took this risk kids if you're listening network 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 you can there's never too much networking ever and you never know there's you never know when those relationships are going to pan out and i'm I'm glad that you were yes were able to do that and i'm sure this you know what's what's next for you because this isn't the 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 end all be all for you like what's next what what happens where do you see this company going where do you see you going personally professionally what's next for you yeah yeah. I mean, in terms of the company, I mean, we're just getting started. We only have two products right now, as you know, and there's so much I want to share the wisdom and, and the, the remedies from my ancestors. So there's a lot more coming up uh, in terms of herbs, products, remedies that we plan to launch together, traditional healers, herbalists and medical scientists in the U.S. and across the world, even in Malaysia. So there's a lot more there. Um, a lot of We do a lot of R&D as well. So for us, it's not just about launching something that um, we've just found that's already been done, the research and whatnot. We actually spearhead a lot of the research that we feel needs to be done. Otherwise, we're gonna, it's going to get lost forever in terms of um, our heritage. So for me, we really want to be the champion of preserving and reviving and revolutionizing Asian traditions, Asian traditional wellness and remedies to a global community and for the modern generation. A lot of this is in danger of getting lost and we really want to drive that so it doesn't and it just thrives in the new generation. So that is definitely you know, our, our goal and changing people's lives as a result. I'm not just talking about health, which is very important, but even livelihood. So we're also a social impact company and we upskill, train and create jobs for marginalized women communities in Southeast Asia and in, in Malaysia. And that to me is really, really important. And what we do is what they know. They grew up knowing these herbs and these remedies and this knowledge. So they're doing something they're very passionate about, but we're able to help them create an income and livelihood out of it. So growing that further, impacting more lives in that way is definitely a big goal of ours. 
And for me personally, um, I'm just very passionate about everything that I do. And so it's not just about purely B, but even however I'm able to kind of give back to even other women entrepreneurs coming up, up and coming entrepreneurs who, if there's a lot that I can share with them because I felt when I was doing the company, like you're saying, network, 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 I had so many mentors I was surrounded with who, because they had gone through a lot, shared their knowledge with me that prevented me from making the same mistakes. And it really changed my trajectory and helped me so much in building my business. I want to do as much as I can to pay it for it and do the same for the entrepreneurial community. And particularly why I say women is because especially in Asia, I feel that they're just not getting enough resources and support and whatnot. And I want to do as much as I can there. And hopefully one day if I'm really successful, I want to be able to also be an investor and have a fund to be able to support these uh, entrepreneurs. So if anybody listened to that last two and a half minutes and found something they did not like about this young lady, <laughs> I, I don't even know what show you were listening to because that was oh. all so amazing. And, um, Thank you, and I, and I, you know what, it, and I'm going to let you plug your websites and all that good stuff, but I think it's, I think one thing that people need to understand with all this is that there's a big push, social media push right now. Everyone is a nutritionist. Everyone's a dietitian. Oh, yeah. Everyone is. And the one thing you can never get is a straight answer on what's in their product, but they'll be sure to charge you $199 for it. <laughs> And it's like, well, hold on a second. Wait, where's the, and you know, so Jess has talked about that. She's not the nutritionist. She's not the doctor. She's yeah. not, she, but she has a certain niche that she can sell this product and get it to the right person and has the outlook on it. Like she has been absolutely transparent. Her items are very, very affordable on her website um, you, she's talked about the, the genesis of her product and, and where it's going and what's in it. It's like, this is the type of transparency that people want in their, yeah. you know, in their, whether it be food, whether it be supplements, whether it be something yeah. you take daily, weekly, whatever. And that's what they want. They don't want somebody on TikTok saying, oh, you don't need to be doing this. You need to do that now buy this yeah, for $200. Yeah. That's what they don't need. So, um, so I commend, I, I, I commend you on that. So how can people find out more about you? How can they purchase a product? Right. How can they just get in contact with you to learn about what you're producing, what you're selling, what you're marketing yeah. and what your product does? Well, I mean, the best way to, to reach me is definitely on Instagram. Um, I'm very responsive there. I love engaging the community there. So my personal handle is Jess Arshad, J-E-S-S-A-R-S-H-A-D. And of course, on Purely B too, sometimes they want to talk to me on there. I'll also connect. So do follow Purely B on Instagram. Um, and the best way to, of course, learn more about our products and all that is to go into our website, um, purelyb.com or purelyb-us.com. Um, and, you know, for us, we're very focused in the U.S. Like we, we're as transparent as possible with everything you can see there. And if you have any questions, just reach out to me. Like we get all sorts of questions thrown to us and we're completely honest with everything because it's it's pretty much straightforward. What you see is what you get with what we have. So it's as natural as possible. There's nothing complicated so much about it. It's just an ancestral remedy that makes it so unique. Yeah. And that and that's all people want is what you see is what you get. So. Yeah. 
Thank you so much. This has been very enlightening. Like I tell people all the time, you can pause the show right now and go into the show notes and find the Instagram handle and find the website. Go follow Jessrina. She oh, is. Oh, Mark. Yes. Sorry. Go I ahead. forgot to mention. Sure. I have a discount code for your listeners. Wellness 10. 10% Look discount. at that. Look at that, people. Look <laughs> at that. <laughs> Wellness 10. We will have that in the yes. show notes, too. Go to the website. Use that and get 10% off of your order. So thank you so much. I appreciate. Um, and just so people know, we went back and forth trying to get, she's in, she's all the way across the world. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, she's all the way across the world. I'll be I back am, in the States in October. I'll be back in October. Uh, so how, let me ask you that before I let you go, how often yeah. do you travel? So this month, cause we launched in, I mean, we got into our warehouse, FDA approved clearance, everything was in March and we kind of launched around summer um in the u.s so i will come back every time i'm here i stay about four to six weeks it's a pretty long time and i stay in la that's where headquarters is and so i've come three times this year so far and it'll be my fourth time in october and another month so yeah like four months pretty much a stay in duration in in this year i i'm i'm not mad at the fact that you're in LA. I'm an East Coast guy, so I, I oh, uh, I'm I an East Coast guy. So I'm Yeah, I, I really to, want to go to the East Coast. I love New York and I have some friends there who are saying you need to bring your products here. So working on it. I'm okay. getting it All there right. too. I mean, just yeah. I mean obviously it's online, it can go everywhere, but retail presence, event presence in, in New York. Yeah. You, you know, Georgia loves small businesses. They love small business. Yeah. I'm just I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Good, good, good. Um, no, so Jessrina, thank you so much for being a part <laughs> of the show. You, I appreciate it. You take care of yourself and keep doing what you're doing. You're doing some really good work. So thank you for everything that you're doing. Thank you. I had a great conversation. Thank you, as always, for listening to the 6 a.m. Run podcast. Again, I am your host, Mark Paisant. Please like and subscribe to the show so you don't miss any of this amazing content. If you can, we would love if you left us a review. Remember to follow us online and use hashtag 6AMRun to connect with the greatest group of runners and fitness enthusiasts in the world.